All things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology where I'm your host, K Dub, and today we're gonna talk about a new term that Marcus Rogers just invented out of nowhere. But <laughs> before we get into that, Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and as always, click the notification bell so you can be aware when I drop new content. Yes. Grace and peace, everybody. Hope you're doing good on this blessed Friday, um, this wonderful day. I'm sure you heading, a lot of you heading to the weekend, enjoying that weekend. Yes, but I'm going to have to work, so uh, <laughs> that's why I'm going live today. Let me take a sip of my Waterloo. Mm, so good. So let me explain a concept to you that often people do to dismiss your actual uh, argument. There's been a common use of, you know, Marcus Rogers does this to a T, but Pharisee, right? You know, people disagree with you. You know, you're being strong on God's word. We'll call you a Pharisee. Well, uh, <laughs> Julie, you try to take away my thunder. Try to take away my thunder, sister. <laughs> uh, you know, he'll call you a Pharisee. Well, were the Pharisees actually known for being the ones who were concerned about theology? Something I was thinking about today. No, they weren't. What did they do? They were constantly putting their tradition over the scripture, which ironically enough, Marcus Rogers does. Another characteristic of the Pharisees is they were very legalistic, always adding to God's word, right? Uh, salvation by circumcision, which ironically enough, Marcus Rogers adds to the gospel, just like the Pharisees. So actually, when you think about it, Marcus Rogers actually has more in common with the Pharisees than the people he calls the Pharisees. Um, Marcus Rogers does this as well. Marcus Rogers likes to play the victim, right? Someone calls out his false doctrine, right? Marcus Rogers likes to play the victim. You know, I was I posted this video on my Twitter and my Facebook. <laughs> you know, you, you, you ever watch basketball? You watch basketball and, you, you know, nobody touches the guy and he's out there flopping. You know, or they barely touch him, you know. That's Marcus Rogers. He is the flopper. He's the guy in soccer just holding his knee going down, right? Um, yes, that's often what Marcus Rogers does. Often. And be careful of people like this. So he'll call people Pharisees. He'll call them religious. As if, as if being religious or being of religion is, is a bad thing. The Bible talks about religion and religion being good. Right? So Marcus Rogers has these buzzwords for his crowds that's, that automatically dismisses you. Right? It's automatically to uh, serve as a... a, a uh, a warning for his crowd, right? It's red meat to his followers. Oh, this guy is a religious religious guy, right? He's a Pharisee. Don't listen to him. Listen to me. Sounds like something Satan would do. Um, lastly, be careful of people who tell you one thing and constantly doing another, right? At one sense, we all do this because we're human, right? But you shouldn't be known by this, right? This should not be the characteristic of this, And I want to read a Bible verse to get us started. Because the Bible actually teaches us about this. And I believe, I'll get to this in a second. 
I'll get to this in a second, but Proverbs 11.1 1 says that a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. God likes when we are fair. God does not like unfair standards. He doesn't like when people say, hey, hey, you judge this by this to this person, but don't judge me by that same standard. Right. And I believe it gets into Marcus Rogers. Um, what do you call his narcissistic personality tendencies that I see? I think I believe this is why he'll tell you, hey. Don't listen to these people, i.e. these Pharisees. Right. Listen to me. Right. Because I'm I'm led by the spirit. Right. And if you disagree, then you're not a Christian. Essentially, you don't have the Holy Spirit. It's literally what he said. We're going to also address Marcus Rogers on a lot of that hypocritical statement in this video. Again, he'll tell you do one thing or, you know, he'll say one thing and do another. So I know you guys are tired of me talking. Let's get in the video. What's going on, guys? God gave me a word. I'm and I, I, let me turn him down a little. He's just banging every coming in the video hot. I think it's funny that um, God just conveniently gives Marcus Rogers a word, and and watch what this guy does with the Bible to pretty much warn people not to speak about him. You know. Marcus Rogers will call you a Pharisee. And I have a word for Marcus Rogers. Be careful of people like this. And I know that some will label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that this heresy. You know, people will call you a Pharisee because for them, the only heresy, right, is saying that that's heresy. And that, that describes Marcus Rogers to a T. Right? The only heresy for Marcus Rogers is saying he's a heretic. <laughs> Yeah, God, God, God gives you a word. Well, we know what's happened in the past with some of those words, so I'm not sure we should trust this one. So let's let's get into it. I'm going to wait for some of you to log in. This probably is one of the most important YouTubes that I'm going to do. Now, it applies to me, but it also applies to a lot of you, and you're going to see how it applies to you in the physical and in the spiritual. Uh, I was praying about some things that I saw. It was just really bothering me, right? Uh, and, you know, just different stuff going on. We got all these different groups of Christians and people arguing and debating and things like that. And I said, God, you know, sometimes I feel like these people, I can understand if we disagree, but it's almost like there's a demonic obsession, and I said, God, why, why does it seem they're so obsessed? Like they wake up in the morning, they go to sleep. They're uh, observing everything that I do. And the Lord spoke to me. He so right there, you know, if you, if you watch Marcus v Rogers videos, because you want to warn people that follow him, Marcus Rogers says you have a demonic obsession. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian's right. He just gets words from God and we have to just accept it blindly. I would add, we have to blindly accept it. We, hey, I, I know this doesn't make any sense from the Bible, but Marcus Rogers told me God said this. You know, it, it, yeah, we didn't say it, but but this is Marcus Rogers. God did. God did. Right. <laughs> you know, we have to just accept it. <laughs> you know, shout out to those who know where that's from. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please hit the like button, man. Please make hit the like. Yeah, God did, right? 
No, he did not. He said monitoring spirits. So God told him, hey, monitoring spirits. Okay. Okay. Um, where is that in the Bible, Marcus Rogers? Well, apparently we're going to, we're going to go to the Bible to try to find this monitoring spirit. Um, <laughs> this channel should be called All Things Marcus Rogers. You clearly are obsessed. See, <laughs> this is, uh, I believe, um, Jay Solis goes to Marcus Rogers Church. Um, I'm obsessed because I, I critique videos. Okay, well, by the same standard, Marcus Rogers is, is obsessed with certain people. Let me, let, me, let me show you my screen. Let me show you my screen. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of Michael Todd videos here. Well, yeah, a lot of Michael Todd. Okay, just a couple. Okay, just a couple. Let me be fair. Let's go. Let's, let's Lecrae. Okay, got a lot of videos on Lecrae. Oh yeah, a lot of videos on Lecrae. But hold on. Okay, that's not enough. There's okay. Let's Maverick City. Huh? Got a lot of videos on Maverick City. Okay, that's that's not enough. That you got a lot of videos, my man, on Kanye. <laughs> Keep scrolling down. The Kanye videos don't stop. You got way more Kanye videos than I have about Marcus Rogers. Look, I'm still scrolling. Still videos on Kanye West. What do you say? This is 30 plus videos on Kanye. I I I I, I can keep scrolling. Huh? I mean. So, again, remember I quoted Proverbs 11:1. 1. If I'm obsessed by the same standard, Marcus Rogers is obsessed with all four of those people. Right? God does not like an unjust balance, an unjust weight. If I'm obsessed by the same standard, Marcus Rogers is more obsessed with Kanye West. He's got a monitoring spirit of Kanye. Be consistent. Hold that same standard. Hold the same standard. Look, I've done wrong in my life. I don't claim to be perfect. So if God's going to give you a word about these monitoring spirits, which isn't found in the Bible, and you judging people's salvation based on it, right? You call people demon-possessed. <laughs> uh, they, are, they are followers of Satan, you're going to say later. We'll get to that. But by that same standard, Marcus Rogers is... Guilty four times as much as, as other people. These folks need deliverance. It's one thing to say, like Peter and Paul, I disagree, you know, with that brother about this or this, but it's a whole nother thing to have an obsession which actually can become idolatry. So if you make videos about Marcus Rogers, you can tweak his doctrine. You don't make personal attacks. Now, I know there are some people who do make personal attacks. You don't want to talk about his uh, wife and uh, things like that. Oh, I mean, th maybe, maybe there's a place for you know, uh, some other issues, but I don't, I don't tag Marcus Rogers personally and talk about his beard or talk about his hair or his shirt clothing or his weight or his studio. No, 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 that's silly stuff. But Marcus Rogers doesn't think doctrine is really that important. Oh, there's no heretical stuff. And, and guys, you're going to be, he's going to say something fascinating later. If you're talking. Oh yeah. So if you make videos about Marcus Rogers warning people, then you have the obsession. Right. 
monitoring spirit. What happened to using words found in the Bible? Right? <laughs> Someone made a channel called Monitoring Spirit. I love that. <laughs> Shout out to Monitoring Spirit. I mean, that's got to be a sign of God's grace and love that the monitoring, check, check this out, y'all. The monitoring spirit came into my video. Hey. If God don't do it, it won't get done. That's, I mean, talk about favor. K-Dub needs a girl's beard. I mean, if the monitoring spirit told me so, I mean, can you check this out? The monitoring spirit is in my video, y'all. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, hey. I didn't know this was going to happen. Seriously. I was... <laughs> More about Marcus Rogers or Brian T or Isaiah Salvador than you are about Jesus. You might have some idolatry in your life. You might have a demonic obsession. So you have a demonic obsession. He's a matter of fact, he's going to go. Hold on, let, me, let me allow him to play that. Here's the crazy thing. A lot of people can't even realize they're doing it. The Bible says they'll throw you out their synagogues in the in the last days thinking that they're doing God a favor. I'm going to break it down a little bit more at the end, but I want to show you when God gave me this word, the Holy Spirit led me right to the Bible to back it up. With so he's even going to call people idolatrous, right? Um, <laughs> He's going to call people idolatrous for this, right? For um, reviewing his videos, for the purpose of critique, which he also does. He does a lot of videos. I mean, I didn't even get all the people he does. Right? He talks a lot about Joe Biden. And, and here, here's what I'm not saying. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not saying he's not even right for doing it. But Marcus Rogers doesn't have, he has a double standard. He can critique all these people, but you can't critique him. Now, there's people who critique me. And there's, I, I, obviously, you know, many times I would believe they're wrong. But I've never said, hey, stop critiquing me. Or you have a demon. No, you can critique me. Maybe we can have a conversation. You know, if you're rational, you can, you know, come on here and uh, properly uh, conduct yourself in, in your speech and not cuss and act crazy. We can have a conversation. But Marcus Rogers, you know what this reminds me of? I'm going to go way back on y'all. I'm going to go way back. This reminds me of back in the day. I'm talking about the Salem witch trials. <laughs> watch, watch this connection I make with Marcus Rogers and the Salem witch trials. Many people in that day, right, if they would accuse a woman, right, if, maybe if a woman got out of line, right, they would accuse that woman of being a witch. And that was the worst thing to be labeled as in that day, right? Because if you were a witch, you were going to get killed. You were going to get hanged. You're going to be chopped down at the stake, right? Marcus Rogers does a similar thing. Obviously, nobody's killing each other or hanging, but they're dismissing. That's the point I'm making. Marcus Rogers calls you a Pharisee, a religious spirit, a monitoring spirit now, even though that's not found in the Bible and... We can only use words found in the Bible. Um, Marcus Rogers does the same thing. You know? So, again, it's a double standard.
scripture. So when I prayed about it, I said, God, it feels like a demonic obsession. The Lord spoke to me clear as day. He said, monitoring spirits. So God gave him this word, monitoring spirits, and, and conveniently gave him a Bible verse <laughs> to, uh, to uh, uh, justify it. So we're actually going to look at a couple of those verses and, and see, dude. Is this talk about a monitoring spirit? And does it actually coincide with what uh, Marcus Rogers is saying? And guess what? There's going to be people on this live who need deliverance from that monitoring spirit. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. Luke 6, 7. So, hey, maybe you guys are watching. You know, some of you guys actually need a um, monitoring spirit. You need a deliverance from this monitoring spirit. How, how do you, I guess you catch this through the internet. So prior to the invention of the internet, I guess the monitoring spirit did not exist. But you knew who did exist? God did. God did. <laughs> That's my favorite one right now. Sorry. I keep, <laughs> the monitoring spirit is this new spirit that came about. Thanks, Bill Gates. Thanks, Bill Gates, for the monitoring spirit you created. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see what he has to say. Oh, and by the way, yeah. By the way, twenty six, eighty six people watching, twenty six likes. Get those likes up, y'all. Get those likes up. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they may find an accusation against him. So they were watching Jesus and they were trying to find something to accuse. No, they remind me of a, uh, look, look, I got greens, beans, potatoes. Potato. <laughs> um, so he used this verse in Luke. Hold on, let, let's, hear, let's hear him keep going on. Him, right every, every day they would get up and jesus was just on their mind we we gotta we gotta we gotta expose him we we gotta come against this false ministry we gotta come against this false teacher matthew 16 22 the pharisees also with the sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven so they were just always just man they were just hovering while jesus was healing while jesus was casting out all right couple observations couple, couple observations one Nowhere does it say monitoring spirit, which Marcus Rogers says we can't we can't use the word Trinity because it's not in the Bible. Right. You know, so if we're going to be fair. Then Marcus Rogers can't use monitoring spirit. See, it's a double standard. Marcus Rogers can do it, but you can't <laughs> Two, Marcus Rogers is not Jesus. You sin. So there are times where people can watch your lifestyle and say, hey. That's not biblical. This teaching's not biblical. Jesus never sinned. So guess what? You can monitor him all day long. Guess what you're not going to find? Sin. But you can, hey, guys, you can watch me and I'll fail. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. You can watch me and I'll fail. So someone using this text to say, well, look, they were, they were constantly trying to see when Jesus would sin. Well, or try to catch him in a trap. Well, yeah, they were wrong for that. They were missing that he was the sinless son of God, that he was God in the flesh. You, on the other hand, people can watch just like myself because we're sinners. We still sin and they will see faults. So to try to make this comparison, it's not the same comparison. Thanks for the super chat, my man. Marcus Rogers has inverted has an inverted hermeneutic called narcissus. Absolutely right. He reads himself in the text. Spot on, bro. Spot on. 
Marcus Rogers will read himself into any text and see himself there. This is extreme narcissistic behavior, prideful behavior. But Mar- Marcus Rogers, <laughs> Mar- I was almost saying narcissist. <laughs> you know, that's my new term for Marcus Rogers. This is Marsa Jesus. You know, um, someone says, count count how many times he says Marcus Rogers when talking about Marcus Rogers. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah, he'll often read himself into the text. Marcus Rogers missed the comparison. This, he, he missed the point. Ugh. Devils, while Jesus was raising the dead, while Jesus was preaching, they were observing and monitoring and critiquing him. So, Oh, so here's the comparison he's trying to make here. Well, you know, while Jesus was doing all this work, right, he was healing the sick, uh, raising the dead, uh, which Marcus Rogers actually doesn't do. He thinks because people roll out on the floor, that's actually some kind of healing or prophetic work. That's not. That's, uh, there's other religions who do the same thing. Look them up in Hindu. They're called the Kundalini. They do the same thing. That's not just because people roll around the floor, do the la 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 like that. Does that mean um, it's a work of God? I'll say that first. But he's trying to make the comparison. Hey, we're out here on the streets doing all this work. While we aren't right. They're just making, we're just making YouTube videos. Well, some people don't like to put, you know, all their work and what they do outside on the street corner like you do. Now he's going to mock that idea a little bit later. So let's play that. Their ministry, right? Ministry was to critique the one who is actually out in the streets doing the work. And I find that so interesting when I look at the people that attack Brian T, Isaiah Salvador, myself, Anybody who knows whether you agree with me or not, I be in the streets. I be working hard. I be. Let's use Marcus Rogers argument, right? Because if you're active and in the streets, this, this is supposed to be some kind of fruit that you're of God. Well, you know who else is in the street? The Hebrew Israelites, the black Hebrew Israelites. You know who else is in the street? Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses. So just because you're out busy on the street being religious and and preaching God this right, even though it's not the biblical God, doesn't mean God is with you. A lot of cults are active. (laughs) You know why? Because they have to deceive you. So what does that have to do with anything? Nothing doing everything that I can uh, to, to preach the gospel, to win souls, street ministry, casting out devils. We're, we're there till midnight. Isaiah and them, uh, Brian, they be going hard as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley Tanner, yeah, sister. Uh, Matthew 6. <laughs> Marcus Rogers going to, didn't I do all these things in your name? Didn't I cast out devils? Didn't I speak in tongues? Didn't I baptize? You can do all those things. And Still not know God. Be careful. And then I look at the guys who be critiquing and I look at their ministry. I said, but they're not doing nothing. You know, of course, because they're well, they don't post it, man, please. It's literally. <laughs> so because we're, uh, because we, we don't post all our videos, uh, we, uh, you know, he just dismisses that. Now I'll post a few of my videos evangelizing. I don't post every time I go evangelizing. Um, 
I've had numerous conversations that no one will ever see, and that's fine. But, ah, please, Marcus Rogers, ah, please. Oh, sorry, Matthew 7, Matthew 7. My bad, y'all. I was close, I was close. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, I mean, I know many people who go out evangelizing. They don't post all their videos, post all their content. I mean, my brother right here. You know, go out preaching the gospel. Hey, some you sometimes you'll never know about a conversation. Marcus Rock, ah, please. Y'all not doing nothing. Y'all ain't as busy as me. <laughs> wow. Modern day Pharisees. They're so obsessed with Jesus and the apostles and John the Baptist, even Jezebel with Elijah and Elijah. But look, I'm going to show you even more. So the Pharisees were obsessed with Jesus. Paul, when he was Saul, he was monitoring the Christians and then he was killing them. Watch this. Listen, listen, it's about to hit you. in a Well, let's be okay. No one's trying to kill you. He literally was trying to kill the Christians. Paul was Saul. He literally was trying to kill the Christians. No one's trying to kill you, at least not to my knowledge. <laughs> I don't know anyone that insane. Uh, but we're what are we trying to do? We're trying to correct you to to the to sound doctrine. So again, your comparisons are not even biblical. But but let's hear them out, right? Because we got to hear this one. We got to hear this one. In Exodus, Pharaoh charged all his people saying this, that the firstborn should be killed, right? Why? Because he was monitoring. He said they're going to rise up. King Herod was monitoring. Now, uh, where was monitoring in the text, right? Remember, remember he said we got to use biblical words. Remember in the past, not in this video, but in the past, he says, hey, you, you, can't, you can't judge someone's salvation off of words not found in the Bible. But then he tells people, <laughs> if you're going to critique him, he, he, he makes up a term or somewhere he got a term, monitoring spirits. And he'll say, if you critique him, watch his videos for the purpose of critique. Then you have a monitoring spirit and you're of the devil. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my international brethren, my brother Ali Elijah Emmanuel all the way in France watching. <laughs> Grace and peace. You, you know, sometimes I watch Marcus Rogers videos. I'm just, I just got to ask this question. Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you, man? You, you think too highly of yourself. Too highly. I know a lot of people in the chat have been saying that. He sent the three wise men and, and really he wanted to kill Jesus. He wanted to kill this Messiah. All of these different individuals were watching and observing and monitoring because notice he just get, he just gets to put monitoring into the text. And his whole doctrine of monitoring spirits, he just gets to throw, you know, this look, let me let me explain a concept to some of my people. I know a lot of people are hearing are theologically in depth. So they'll know what I'm talking about. But, you know, I have new people who come and watch this channel. Let me show you what Marcus Rogers is doing. This is called, so you have exegesis, right? Which is drawing out of the text, which is, which is there. Then you have eisegesis. Exegesis and eisegesis. Not the same word, right? Eisegesis is when you import your own meaning into the text. You didn't draw it out. That's what Marcus Rogers is doing here. This is like, like if I was teaching the class, right? I would play this video to show my students <laughs> what the difference between exegesis and eisegesis is. Marcus Rogers invented a concept of uh, 
modern experience, importing that into the text to make you think that's what the Bible is actually talking about, but it isn't. They wanted to kill. The Pharisees wanted to expose or find an accusation against Jesus. They wanted to kill his ministry. And the Yes, they wanted to literally kill him. So that's not what we're doing. Two, yes, they sought to, uh, you know, find sin in Jesus, but there was no sin in him. There was, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have been, they, they couldn't have found any. That's why they had to lie. You don't have to lie for humans. <laughs> you can find sin in your ministry. Matter of fact, you find all sorts of false teachings in your ministry, Marcus Rogers. Things to which the Bible says you are one, you're no longer qualified to be a pastor Two, you're disqualified to be even called a Christian because of these things. We'll get to that later. Crazy thing is they're so deceived, they thought they were doing the work of God. Pharaoh, the same thing. He said, man, I don't want these people to rise up. And, and so people see these ministries that are growing that they don't agree with. They said, man, I got to kill it now. I Notice how he just gets to typify uh, the point of the text. Um, <clears throat> one, just because your ministry is growing does not mean God is with you. Mormons have a large following. Muslims have a large following. So, wouldn't you, but don't you, wouldn't you critique those groups, Marcus Rogers? Matter of fact, you did a video the other day. I didn't watch it. I didn't, I mean, I didn't care to watch it, but you did a video the other day critiquing the, uh, the black Hebrew Israelites. Now they're growing. See, he's not real consistent with this. Couldn't someone of that cult, the black Hebrew Israelite cult say, Hey, he's trying to monitor our doctrine, right? See, he has a double standard. He critiques people for doing the same thing he's doing. Although the issue is he has false doctrine. Abort it now, just like Pharaoh. And so if you really trust God, here's the reality. At the end, we're all going to have to stand before him. So you don't have to do his job. You don't have to, like Saul, throw the spears trying to kill the baby, trying to abort the baby. At the end of the day, everybody on the face of this earth is going to have to answer to God, but they can't help themselves because it's a demonic obsession. So what he's saying is, hey, look, just let God take care of it, right? And the reason why we can is because we have a demonic obsession, right? So just let God take care of it. So he needs to delete all his videos where he's critiquing people, right? Because he should just let God take care of it, right? Wouldn't that be a consistent view? Matter of fact, he shouldn't have even made this video because God should just take care of it, right? This video itself is a critique. <laughs> he's just not playing anybody, right? I mean... Do one thing, say another, right? I mean, it's 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 very bad. This is Proverbs 11, 1 all day. A double standard, an unjust weight, right? <laughs> Exodus is about Marcus Rogers? <laughs> I mean, you would think so the way he reads it. Of murder. So they're monitoring, they're watching Herod, same thing, he wanted to kill the Messiah. Now watch this. That's the physical. Look at the spiritual side. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, 
Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he can devour. The Pharisees were looking. They're trying to find a way to devour, destroy Herod, Pharaoh, all of them trying to destroy, trying to kill. The devil's come to kill, steal, and destroy. So the devil is roaming the earth and he's monitoring. He's looking, so who can I catch slipping? Who can I devour? John 14, 30. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing of me. You see the verse. So this is quite different than what he's trying to articulate, right? Of course, Satan uh, devours um, or tries to devour people, right? There's actual demons, right? Absolutely. We're supernaturalists, even though Marcus Rogers accuses us of not believing in the supernatural, right? <laughs> uh, that's quite different than someone critiquing your false doctrine. Right? See, this is why Marcus Rogers won't engage. Yeah, my man said, Seven from Adam said, this is sad. I really, really used to follow Marcus Rogers real hard. Yeah, he... Thankfully, I never did, but I understand there are a lot. There are some people who who watch this channel now and say, "Hey, uh, you've kind of shed some light on some stuff that I didn't know Marcus Rogers believed. I didn't know he taught." You know, um, so Marcus Rogers wants to use something that has no context about monitoring spirits, where they're critiquing your ministry and critiquing your false doctrine. That has nothing to do with the text. This is eisegesis. He's importing that into the Bible, but he's reading Bible verses. So psychologically, it makes you think, oh, he's actually teaching what the Bible says. And you should see the comments scrolling. Oh, praise God. My, my, my. This is good teaching. God did. Right. Uh, God did. God did. Right. That's right. Right. Expose false teaching. Right. He makes you think he's dealing with the Bible. But if you actually read the context, you're like. What does this got to do with monitoring spirits and critiquing people who teach false doctrine? Because even you do that. Right? It's about the God of this world has blinded their minds and he's the, the prince of the air. Monitoring spirits moving through the earth. Monitoring spirits moving through the air. You see in Daniel 10. So now we're called monitoring spirits. We're traveling through the, the, uh, the internet waves. Right? Seeking whom to devour. And we're devouring, apparently, Marcus Rogers' ministry. You know what this video really told me? That maybe Marcus Rogers' ministry is being impacted and now he doesn't like it. Right? Maybe he's not getting as much money or, or views. I, I, don't, I don't know this for certain. But maybe this would speak to some kind of motivation. Right? He doesn't like uh, when people um, you know, call him a false teacher because, well, hey, man, some people may address, have addressed him on this and be like, hey, man, Marcus Rogers, I heard you believe this. Right. He just like, well, don't listen to them. Right. They're 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 a Pharisee. Right. They're a devil. They got demons. <laughs> Instead of actually dealing with the issue at hand, he just calls you a demon. And let's show you in the Bible. He said unto me, the angel of the Lord came to Daniel. Man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God. While Daniel was praying, thy words were heard and I came for thy words. So Daniel was praying. The angel started coming, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 
one and 20 days. This already lets you know that just because your prayers didn't get answered, there's principalities, all right? There's wars that are going on in heavenly places. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He said, Daniel, as soon as you prayed, I was on the way, but there was a, a prince of Persia. There was a principality in the area that was... What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? He's just everywhere now. Jewel Scott said, his video is a long roundabout way of saying, touch not mine, anoint it. That's what he's basically saying. Absolutely. That's right. That's exactly what he's trying to get a, to say. Even though that touch, even, and I'm sure you agree with this, the touch not mine, anoint it ver, uh, verse that people often use to say, don't critique false teachers is taken out of context. By touch, not mine anointing. It literally meant don't kill him. <laughs> no one's trying to kill you. At least, at least I'm not. <laughs> um, so Atlanta since '82 says, not gonna lie, I was once a big follower of Marcus Rogers. I never tested what he was saying. Listen to this, guys, because I believe this is uh, what a lot of people that follow Marcus Rogers could say as well. He says, I never, or he or she, I don't know. I'm assuming he. I never tested what he was saying. Then I found you and a few other channels. Thank God for delivering me out that foolishness. So let, let me address this. Thank you for saying that. Because a lot of people say, man, why do you keep dealing with this issue? We know he's a false teacher. Because that that's why. People like Atlanta since 82, that's why I keep doing this. Because he has, what, over 600,000 people on, on YouTube alone subscribed to him who watch his videos. Amening his, his content. Being deceived by his false doctrine. That's why I do it. That's my motivation. So I'm thankful that people have, the Lord has used me by his grace. This, this is not a, a prideful statement, one of humility. He, he uses silly old, silly old me to draw people out of false doctrine. I'm, I'm blessed to, uh, that that's happened. <laughs> my man Daniel Lucio says he didn't have to bring Daniel to this <laughs> amen leave the 99 to get the one that's right that's right sometimes we got to deal with false doctrines we got to deal with Marcus Rogers false doctrines you know mobbing for Christ says I was in the same boat as well and I followed Marcus for about seven eight years and I woke up two years ago praise God praise God monitoring up oh, the angel is coming in i'm gonna block it i'm gonna fight so even we see on the spiritual side and let me finish this he said but lo michael one of the chief princes the angels came to help me and i remained there with the kings of persia so there was a war going on in heavenly places. So there's demonic spirits. We see it. The devil's roaming the earth. There was a principality that's monitoring, that's watching. You got to know outside of all this YouTube stuff that I'm talking about, that there's demonic spirits. You might not even see, you know, physical people monitoring you, trying to kill you. But there are sometimes once you start getting a little success, they're watching you, waiting for you to slip up. Why? Because so so <laughs> we're trying to attack his success. No, I, I want to warn those who follow you about your false doctrines. See, for, for Marcus Rogers, all this has to do about numbers. All this is numbers, right? Uh, you know, for so, you know, these guys are trying to attack what the Lord has built. My, my whole platform and ministry, all these thousands of people who follow me. 
you know. It, it, it's 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 so strange. So strange. Uh, this video brings me back to that video when that dude from Texas came to meet meet in Chicago, a huge Christ complex, and a look at me the elder. Yeah, uh, I think you're talking about the guy that uh, got baptized. He drove all the way from Texas to Chicago to get baptized by Marcus Rogers. I mean, could have did that for free if you just had a local church. But anyways, people, they, they get. I, I mean, you got to be a prideful dude to even do that. Like, I, I'm mad that the roles were being reversed, right? Because I live in Texas. And someone was like, hey, K-Dub, man, I just want to meet you, bro. I want to get baptized, bro. I'm going to come to Texas, and you're going to baptize me. I'll be like, hold on, slow the brakes. I don't even know you like that. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll point you to a good local church and say, get baptized by your pastor. I mean, like I said, to me, that, that kind of shows some little pride as well. Like, I don't know. They get jealous, you know, and that's a, that's a highway for the enemy to flow through them. He can use that like like a like a ramp. So the reason why we address Marcus Rogers is because we're envious and we're prideful. I, I'm not Marcus Rogers. I would not want to trade places with you. I can assure you that. I I would not trade in 600,000 subscribers for my whole soul and teaching false doctrine. I, no, thank you. I'm, I, am, I am blessed by God's grace to be in the shoes that I'm in. You know, and so I, no, no, no jealousy here, no pride here. Well, at least not in this issue. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Let me read this verse because someone asked me to read it. I'll read it. Second Timothy two, um, twenty four to twenty six. It says, and the matter of fact, let me share my screen with you guys. I think a lot of you like when I share my screen. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. It says, and the Lord's servant speaking of the Christian, must not be quarrelsome. Specifically the pastor, but it applies to Christians as well. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. Right? If you're a pastor, you should be, you should be, even in your, your critique, you should be kind. I hope I model that. I'm not a pastor, you know, don't call me pastor, but I hope I can model this as well. Be kind to everyone, able to teach. You should be able to handle the scripture. See, Marcus Rogers is not able to teach. He's able to just yell loud and get people stirred up in their emotions. Able to teach patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. Now, if Marcus Rogers ever decided to have a conversation with me on my channel, I would not mistreat him. I would be firm in what I believe, but he would be respected. And, and, and many of you have said, hey, look, when you have people who disagree with you, they're treated with respect. Because the last thing I want to do is ruin my my witness by cursing a false teacher out, right? That that probably would make me look worse than the false teacher, I would think. So yeah, be kind even to those who are your opponents. God may perhaps grant them repentance. See, that's the reason why why we do it, and the way we do it. See, there are, there are some people who have the truth, but they're vulgar in their speech. Don't follow them. Don't follow those ministries. If they can't model what the Bible says in that area as well. Don't model their speech as well. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of truth, that they may come of the, to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured to him to do his will. That's my hope, Marcus Rogers, that you would be 
and those who follow his ministry that you would be that you would escape the snare of the devil from this false doctrine but anyways let's keep going get on the highway you got some bitterness flowing through you you got some envy flowing uh, flowing through you. the devil can get on that like a highway straight to your mind and start giving you all kinds of thoughts so there are people that you know what your battle is not against them there's a demonic spirit that's in them and so i'm sitting and i'm saying god okay these people they they claim to you know be working on behalf of god and they got all their theology right uh and so they should have discernment well, let me say this. <laughs> yeah, Second Timothy applies to him as well. Yeah, I, I was uh, looking at that as well. But let me say this. I, I, I've never claimed to have every doctrine right. I'm sure I'm wrong in some areas. As, as of now, I, I don't see my error or otherwise I'd repent and, you know, turn from it. But I don't believe I'm wrong on the essential doctrines. All, all I believe at this point, I'm growing in them. So Jesus being God. Yeah, I'm not wrong on that. Jesus is God. I'm growing in how to understand that. I'm wrong. I'm right that the gospel is by faith alone, apart from any works. You know, I'm 100% right on that. It's not arrogant to say that's what the Bible says. I'm right because God has revealed it in his word. And so I don't claim to have all my theology right. I'm, you know, I could be wrong on some, some, some um, issues of, you know, eschatology or you know, some, 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 you know, or, or maybe I'm right about it, but I'm, I'm looking at it at a different, different way. And I got a wrong conclusion, even though I'm right about it. So I've never claimed to have be right on every point of theology. But again, Marcus Rogers isn't the best at representing people who disagree with him. I said, how is it even if they don't agree with me on something? Oh, and, and he talked about us not having discernment. It's because I've had discernment and I have, you know, by God's grace, <clears throat> good working knowledge about God's word and theology. It's because of that discernment that I disagree with you, Marcus Rogers. It's... How is it that they can't see that I love you? Let's say that I got, let's just say I'm wrong about everything I teach. Well, Marcus Rogers, if you are wrong about everything you teach, then you would not love Jesus. Right? I mean, see, see, Marcus Rogers does, doesn't see any any connection between theology, right? The things that we teach, the, the study of God's word. That's what theology means. He doesn't see any connection between theology and loving God's word and loving, loving Jesus. He, he sees no connection. He's saying, hey, I could be wrong about everything I teach and I can still love God. You shouldn't you shouldn't um, discredit that. <laughs> if you were wrong about everything you taught you you would i mean you're wrong on most things you teach but even to your own admission if you were wrong about everything you taught you would definitely be a false teacher yeah and as adrian says if you're if you're wrong then you're disqualified and need to abandon your ministry you know what i'm saying but how is it that they think, man, that I'm a wolf and sheep's clothing? How are they that deceived? How so we're deceived. Notice, notice the flipping of this. We're deceived if we think Marcus Rogers, or I would argue we know he is, is uh, know he's a false teacher if he's a wolf. But Marcus Rogers, here's why. Here's how we know it. Here's how we're not deceived, and you're the deceived one because you preach a false gospel. You free, you preach a false god. You know, you preach a false Christ. 
This this is why. And I, like I said, I, I know you don't like debating. Hey, that's fine. But I would, I would look. We don't have to call it a debate. We can have a conversation, mature conversation over a cup of coffee, right? You know, as long as you could be, you know, hospitable. We can have a conversation. You know, and so yeah. Or they that off. I know that's not true. I love the Lord regardless of what they say. They can say, oh, you don't love the Lord. I know I love the Lord or I wouldn't be sacrificing the way that I do. I wouldn't be living the life that I, you know, that I do. So, you know, Mormons say the same thing. Mormons say, hey, I love God so much. Right? I love God. Right? Look at the way I sacrifice. Notice it's not connection to the gospel. The reason how we know he loves God. Anyways, um, you know, a Mormon could say this, but they have a wrong understanding of the gospel. They have a wrong understanding of God. But according to Marcus Rogers, they, apparently they're still saved. Because, right, theology is not connected to loving God, to loving Christ. Anyways. From that perspective, I know that the Holy Spirit is not speaking to them because it's just not true. And the Lord said it's demonic. Something in them, whether they're jealous, whether it's pride. Watch this. Why could it be pride? Because let's say, for example, I'll give you an example. People be quoting the Bible and don't know the Bible or misusing it. They say the bishop or the <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's you, bro. I mean, this is called the projection fallacy, right? You, you ever seen this? This happens a lot in like politics, right? Uh, it's it's the projection fallacy. They'll accuse you of something they're actually doing. It's it's like a, um, you know, let's let's say I uh, I rob a bank, right? I'll, I'll never do this. It's not a mission of any anything that uh, I've done. But let's say I I, uh, I rob a bank, and then you call me out on it, and I'm like, bro, you're a bank robber. Well, wait a minute. You're the bank robber, but you're accusing him, you know, so <laughs> it's a projection fallacy. You're actually accusing somebody else of doing the same thing you're doing. Marcus Rogers does that a lot, right? Besides his false prophecies, what, what else are you guys correcting? Oh, uh, well, that's not a minor issue. <laughs> I'll say that. It's not just like, oh, besides the carpet being red, what, what, what's, what else are you doing to the house? No, it's it's a big issue, but. Okay, false prophecies, he has a false gospel, he has a false Christ, you know, false God. So those are three major issues. So, yeah. Pastor should be the husband of one wife. So people use that and they say, because I've been divorced, I should have passed her. But well, allow me to use an example Jesus gave. You know, the woman said, you know, I had no husband. Well, you're right. I perceive you have, or, I, you know, you had five husbands. Marcus Rogers, you just did not have... You've not just had a divorce. You've had about four divorces. So I, I, I think that's a, a big issue. I think that's a bit concerning for the pastor of a church. And I think that would disqualify you from ministry. To um, let me, let me say this. It'd be one thing to say, look, I wasn't a believer. I wasn't a, a believer when, um, you know, I had those divorces. God saved me. But you claim to be a believer. Had about three or four uh, 
you've you've been married three or four times. That's not a good look for a pastor. He's right about the Pharisees, though. They were always going around critiquing and criticizing others. No, they weren't. They were always placing their tradition over scripture. The Pharisees wouldn't critique you as long as you didn't dismiss them. That's Marcus Rogers. Why do we dismiss baptism? No one dismissed baptism. Get baptized. Absolutely. But baptism doesn't save you. Marcus Rogers says it does. Adding to the gospel. Adding to the gospel. This is this is just to show you how idiotic it is, their understanding that that was written because at the time people were having 10, 20, 30, hundreds of wives. So you can it it just don't um was wasn't Jesus baptized? <laughs> Again, works righteousness people are funny. If you deny baptism doesn't save you, they'll come around and say, "Why do you think you should get baptized?" That's not what I said. I, I get baptized. I literally just said, "Get baptized." So, let me go back to his argument. You know, he's saying, "Hey, look, you know, hey, that text is only talking about people who had just uh get multiple wives." So, don't get multiple wives, but apparently you can divorce a woman 5, 6 times, 30 times and still be the pastor. Right? Apparently that's what Marcus Rogers is saying. Now let me let me let me give a counterbalance to this. I'm not saying because you've been divorced that that means you can't do ministry, but I do think that disqualifies you from pastoral ministry. I mean that's that's my that's my belief. You might disagree. Especially if you've been divorced three, four times. Okay, maybe you say okay, not once, especially uh, Especially given like a certain context, maybe you were left out on the relationship on a marriage. Okay, but if you were at fault three to four times, or you or you've just been married and three to four times you've been divorced, I think that's an issue. And I could get into the whole divorce and remarriage thing. I've taught about that, but the Bible literally gives examples, and the verse says where they're no longer in bondage. So you got people who quote the Bible who don't understand the Bible, who are interpreting it from a place of religion. You know what I'm saying? And so their pride, they think they're right. again buzzwords, buzzwords. They're 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 interpreting a place of religion. <laughs> okay, the, the, I'm only cause I'm only uh, and maybe you guys can help me out. I'm only. Uh, concerned or know of one place where the Bible uses the term religion and that's James 2.17 um, you know James 2.17 and it actually used the word religion in a positive manner but you know I, I know the video that came out what 18 years ago about the guy saying Jesus loves the church but hates religion and ever since then we've been using religion in a negative context but that's not what Nowhere does it use religion negatively. Now, can religion be bad? Of course. But God loves a certain kind of religion. Now, let me let me address this. Jesse C. The grammar actually requires that Peter is saying be baptized for the remission of sins. The use of the preposition ice demands this meaning. Well, since you know Greek, I would like you to counter this argument because that's not actually what is being connected to it the 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 and I went over this yesterday if you want a fuller understanding of that the so in Greek you have what's known as case endings and the case ending for uh let me look up this text so I can give you a better understanding of it so right 
And Peter said, then repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin. So the repentance is actually connected with the forgiveness of sin. So in other words, the, the text can literally be read, repent for the forgiveness of sins and, and be baptized. Right. Um, and, and there's there's actually major issues with understanding this text like this, because. Um, he says, I'm not arguing, brother, just want to have a discussion. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fine. We're having a discussion. The, reading the text in that way, I know you think the grammar is on your side, but I, I don't believe it is, according to the Greek grammar. Um, there's there's a couple texts that would actually have you. I think in contradiction because Paul says that God did not send him to baptize, but to preach the gospel. But if God, if the baptism, if getting baptized is a fundamental means of how to get saved, then you would have to conclude Paul was a false teacher because he says God didn't send him to do that. But if baptism is part of the gospel, then he should have been doing that. But, um, yeah. And then they see me and they see how hard I'm going for God. They see like whether they think it's God that's blessed me, giving me the platform, giving me the building. And that pride and that jealousy comes in. Well, you know, Marcus, I just think he's wrong about this. So they ignore the. You, you know how many false teachers have large ministries? Let's, let's hold on. And he says we ignore the fruit. <clears throat> right. Now. He should pitch this argument to Joel Osteen because this is a good argument for him, right? Joel Osteen is a false teacher, right? He, he he has denied that Jesus, or he doubts, or he doesn't know Jesus is the only way to be saved, right? He teaches prosperity gospel, et cetera, et cetera. And then what, but what if Joel Osteen would say, but look at my fruits. Now, Joel is a nice man, right? I, I would assume, like, if you hung around Joel Osteen, he, he would be charitable. He's nice. He got a lovely smile, right? He isn't mean. That's not how you judge someone's salvation. Paul said, "Be baptized, though." Oh, I, I'm I'm not repeating what I just said, <laughs> but you don't completely dismiss baptism, right? Yes, get baptized. Absolutely, just it's not going to save you, but get baptized. Every work of obedience, I would say, go do, but don't trust in it to be saved. Um. So, yeah, Marcus Rogers thinks, hey, look, I got all this fruit. You know, I, I'm, I'm on fire for God. Well, you can do be all those things. You can be nice and kind. I, I mean, you have cults who are this. Now, I've I've met I've met uh, Mormons. I tell you what, I love talking to Mormons. They're some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. They're in a cult, but they're some of the nicest people, man. If you need help, they'll financially give you help. I've never I've had friends who told me about that. They're like, yeah, I wasn't even a Mormon. They gave me money. <laughs> they told me to go get groceries, you know. Wouldn't, couldn't Mormons appeal to the same thing Marcus Rogers is doing? They ignore the people at the altar that are going to save. They ignore the people that, you know, demons are getting cast out. And they ignore the people that came. They were on drugs. They're not on drugs no more. They were drinking, getting drunk. They're not drinking, getting drunk. And they've really had a conversion. Because they're so stuck in their... What Marcus Rogers wants to say, hey, look, I, I, I seemingly do all these things right. Don't, ignore my doctrine. Just look at how I live. No, we need to look at both. Your doctrine and your lifestyle. Because your doctrine can make you a false teacher and your lifestyle can make you a false teacher. That's right. The size 
of your following is not in the list of the fruit of the spirit. Don't be deceived. Religion and their tradition, which reminds you of you, who the Pharisees. So just keep calling people Pharisees, right? What? Let me ask you this, because he 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 Marcus thinks he can just re redefine terms, right, in the Bible, and that, it's kind of funny that uh um the face he's freezed on, you know, <laughs> but Marcus thinks he okay, we can't use words in the Bible, but um. He can redefine words in the Bible because the term Pharisee was never used as an insult. It actually was a set of beliefs you held to. Legalism and tradition. Now, I'm not a legalist. I don't believe in, you know, uh, legalism, which is pretty much works-based salvation. You know, um, two, what's the second point? Oh, yeah. And I don't put my tradition over scripture. Right. Let me let me address a few of these texts that uh, Jesse is bringing up. OK, because we're, we're going to we're going to hopefully we can squash this baptism issue. So even if it does not connect to forgiveness of sins with baptism, how do we exegete the other passages? First Peter three two. First Peter three two says baptism saves. And a lot of people want to stop there because that's not all it says. See, I know that text off the top of my head because I've dealt with it a lot of times. Baptism saves. Which correspond. It says uh, baptism which corresponds to this now saves not the removal of dirt, but as for a, 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 a clean conscience. So he's talking, he's not talking about water baptism. That's why he, that's why Peter says not the removal of dirt. He's actually talking about what baptism symbolizes the spiritual baptism. Uh, that is regeneration. All right. Titus three, five. Still with this one real quick. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration. Yes, the washing of regeneration, not the washing of baptism. So that proves my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mark 16, 16, textual variant. Um, but even then, it does not say baptism saves you. Uh, Acts 22, 16. Uh, let's look at that one. Uh, rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Again, uh, it's assuming uh, that this physical baptism is what saves you. Because you, you have numerous cases in the Bible where people were saved before they got baptized. Acts 10, Cornelius. And so um, I think the Bible is very clear that we're not saved by our works. We're saved by faith. And that is faith alone in Christ alone. In their religion and tradition, and oh, we know the Torah, they couldn't recognize the real move of God. And this is what I. But the Pharisees did not know. The Pharisees did not know the Torah. You know, they if they would have known the Torah, they would have recognized Christ. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, "Yeah, if you would hold on." Uh, trying to think of the text yeah they they, they clearly did not know there he, he jesus always called them blind that they could not see what was that in john i think it's in john six it, it it wasn't that they they did not understand how jesus typified the uh the uh, ceremonial laws the the sacrificial law they didn't understand they were they they, they were blinded 
So yeah. I'm telling you guys this for years. This is what is happening in the spirit. And I, 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 this has been annoying me for a while, but <laughs> he's got these little fuzzies in his beard, man. That's like I can't stop looking at it. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not making fun of him, but it's like, bro, just <laughs> every time I go live, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. You don't want to have like a big uh, eye booger right there or something, you know? It's embarrassing. <laughs> Religious people are not going to get it. The Bible says carnal people cannot receive the things of the spirit. People like Brian T., people like Isaiah Salvador, people even like myself, God has corrected me about uh, certain things, right? The only requirement to be saved is to be born again. All these other issues that are not heaven or hell issues, no matter how mad people get, no matter how right they think you are, they are, you cannot show in the Bible how these things are a heaven or hell issue, right? Yes, yes, I can. I can show how if you add to the gospel, then you're not saved. Galatians 1. I can show if you preach a different God, you're not saved. I can show if you say speaking in tongues is necessary to be saved, uh, you're not a Christian. I can show if you have false prophecies, we shouldn't listen to you. I can show these things. <laughs> and what Marcus Rogers does is he just ignores he ignores all the theology and just says hey it doesn't matter because I know I'm saved and that's all that matters well no that's not all that matters I mean yeah it's important to know you're saved but you have you know how many people that are self I met a guy once real story while I was out evangelizing you know I didn't post it so I didn't happen according to Marcus Rogers <laughs> I was out evangelizing, right? And I asked the guy, how does he know he's saved? And he's like, because I believe I am. You know, after further talking with this guy, he, uh, he, um, I found out that he was living with his girlfriend, doing drugs, getting drunk, et cetera, et cetera. But this guy was confident and he said, there's nothing you can tell me that I'm not saved. I've had an experience and encounter with God. And I said, I shook his hand and said, may the Lord, may the Lord revealed it. There was nothing I could have done to show him, right? Because the Bible isn't, isn't enough. Uh, J.E. says, show me the verse that God is triune and I'll become a Trinitarian right now. Jesus isn't the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's exactly what we're arguing as Trinitarians. <laughs> you don't understand what we even believe by Trinity. So... I, I don't know how much I could explain to you, Uncle Jay, because I've explained to you numerous times. <laughs> so it's actually you who believe Jesus is the Father, Son, and Spirit. So not me. I don't believe that. That's modalist modalism. Anyways, just because you're 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 uh you know assured of something, assured of something, and confident of something, doesn't make you right. Doesn't make you right. Your title says it all. You are obsessed with Marcus Rogers. Well, there's a question behind the title of this video. So I don't know if you know anything about grammar, but question means you're asking something, uh, not stating a, a statement for a fact. Just like if I said, hey, are we going to the store? Question mark. It's not saying I am going to the store. It's asking a question, but that's a free grammar lesson. But I am not obsessed with Marcus Rogers. I am saddened that he continues to preach heresy. But you're in my videos a lot and you comment a lot. So doesn't that mean you're obsessed with me? I, I mean, equal scales and weights. Proverbs 11.1. 1, I know, I know. Move it along. Find another hobby. 
Can you imagine like the Pharisees just getting like right, getting their doctrine just corrected by by the apostles? Like, move it along. Quit being obsessed with us. Anyway, that's how y'all sound like. Address the issues. Address the issues. Because I know I know I know I know Marcus Rogers tells you. See, you guys just you do you guys just copy everything Marcus Rogers do. He says something, I, 20 people come in my video said of them. Oh, I like this comment. How many videos have you made of him? Well, I'm glad you said that. Uh, how many videos has Marcus Rogers made of Kanye West? Why didn't he move it along? Right? Why didn't he move it along? Marcus, standing vertical says you should be not making videos of certain people. Right? You should you should move it along. Move it along with Kanye. Move it along with uh, Maverick City. Dude, catch a hint, man. Yeah, let's see if they're consistent. If the person... Yes, obsessed with telling the truth. Amen. Ah, that makes sense. Staying in vertical, vertical is Marcus Rogers one of, or one of his church members. <laughs> Mark, hey, Marcus Rogers has made way more videos about Kanye West than I've made about him. This isn't a heaven or issue as long as you believe in Jesus and scripture. Well, Marcus Rogers does not believe in the Jesus scripture. That's the issue I'm getting at. It is a heaven issue. It is a heaven or hell issue to add to the gospel. It is. You are obsessed. Are, are you just a robot? Are you just going to keep repeating that or actually deal with what I'm saying? See, this is actually a larger teaching moment. This is bigger than Marcus Rogers or K-Dub. It's way bigger than that because there are people who follow Marcus Rogers and listen to him. Yeah, exactly as God over everything said. It's not about Marcus Rogers, it's about those following his doctrine. All right. Shake the dust off, hypocrite. See, you're not actually dealing with anything I'm saying. You're just, I know Marcus Rogers has told you to repeat these things ad nauseum, right? Ad nauseum, right? Oh, hey, if they say, hey, if they critique the doctrine, just say they're prideful. Call them a Pharisee. Call them a demon. Yeah, that'll get them. <laughs> that's immaturity. That's 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 playground type of argumentation, which Christians are to be better than that. We're to actually deal with arguments. You know? You do seem a little on the gossip side. How is addressing his doctrine gossip? I'm not talking about Marcus Rogers and his house and his uh his his children and I, I'm not that's not that's not gossip. That's that's not gossip. Maybe you need to look up what gossip actually means. So, but I see standing vertical just wants to continue to uh, make the same comments and not deal with anything. Believes that Jesus is God, and they're not denying that. And they've been born again. That's your brother or sister, whether you like it or not. What if they, Marcus Rogers? Sorry, I mean, I, I can't stop looking at those fuzzies, man. <laughs> sorry, man. Just he looks look too close to the camera. But <laughs> hey, that's funny. We can laugh at that. Um, what if they redefine who God is? Because Jehovah's Witness say they believe Jesus is God, but they redefine God as a, Jesus being God in a a lower level than the father it's a henotheistic version of god 
Mormons believe Jesus is God, along with countless thousands and millions of gods that exist because they're polytheists. So we, we got to define who Jesus is. We got to define who he is. There's no Bible to prove otherwise. And so the problem is people are like, no, you don't believe like me, so you're going to hell. That's exactly what Marcus Rogers does, though. If you actually say, look, Marcus Rogers, I've examined your teaching, and I believe according to scripture, you're, you're a false teacher or a heretic. Well, then he said, ah, see, I know you're not a Christian. I know you don't have the spirit of God. Uh, that's what, This is, again, the projection fallacy. He's doing it again. As long as the person is not, Jesus even said it. He said, they said, Jesus, they're casting out devils, you know, uh, in your name and they're not with us. He said, leave them alone because if they're not against us, they're for us. But people's pride, they can't accept that. People who don't agree with me on certain things, they can't accept that. No, I'm right. I'm right. He's wrong. So he has to be a false teacher. And here's the crazy thing. Yes, I've made mistakes. Let me just as one last comment from Standing Vertical. Leave him to his own accord. He is not going to stop. He may not stop, but continue to mark him as a false teacher. Can you imagine a wolf coming in, stealing sheep? And the shepherd's like, you know, you you know the shepherd, and you're like, leave that wolf alone, man. He ain't gonna stop stealing the sheep. He's not gonna stop devouring them. Just leave it alone, man. Let let God deal with that sheep. You will look at that person and say, you are hateful, <laughs> right? You, you, right? Imagine a person burning in a building. Hey, let God deal with them. Let God deal with them. No, that's hateful. We express. Love for our neighbor when we correct false teaching and false teachers. Yes, God will get the ultimate end in dealing with them. But as a means of now, God has commanded us to address false teachers. You don't believe me? Romans 16, 17 says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division. That's false teachers, by the way, not those who correct them. And create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. That's people like Marcus Rogers. Avoid them. And some other versions say, mark them. It's to warn others of their false teaching. Ephesians 5.11 says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Yeah, Jude tells us to snatch some folks from the fire. We're going to believe all the Bible. Look, even those parts that are not popular in our culture. You know, you can tell someone if they believe the Bible. Like, you, you ever read the Bible or to some kind of squishy Christian right there? Like, oh, I'm just uncomfortable about the wrath of God. Right? You ever read a verse and said, do you believe that? That God will come one day in flaming fire, crushing the wicked. You know, modern Christians, oh, oh I just, God is love. God is love. I can't believe that crap part. Believe all the Bible. Even the parts that make you uncomfortable. Even the parts that make you uncomfortable. Look, if it makes you uncomfortable, tell God, look, God, please help me to believe this. Help me to believe this to where I can confidently preach it to others with no, with no ashamedness about me. No, I'm sure many of us, you know, I'm, I'm sure on things, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not where I need to be in my comfortability on it. But hopefully I can preach it to myself to where I'm not ashamed about it. 
I've made mistakes. But you know why people have to come at me so hard about because they can't. There's no sin in my life. Whoa. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that part. Whoa. Marcus says there's no sin in his life. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't know. Was, hold on. Let's hold on. Let's maybe he'll maybe he'll let me back it up. Maybe he'll hold on. Maybe he'll make this better. There's no sin in my life. I'm living for the Lord. I'm not no, a- he doesn't. Hold on. He Marcus Ryder says there's no sin in his life. Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't consider false doctrine and lying on behalf of God uh, sin. But this guy literally said there's no sin in his life. <laughs> I did not catch that the first time. I, I've listened to, I, I tell you what, I've listened to this video four or five times now, and I did not catch that till now. I've, uh... Usually when I, uh, <laughs> usually when I, I, I do these review videos, I listen to, I listen to the video quite a bit. I don't know how, and that, and it's on the 11, 14 minute mark of this video. I don't know how I did not hear that part. This is how I know you not of God, bro. This is how I know you not of God. Hold on. Let me show you how, bro. Let me show you how you're not of God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. What does Marcus Rogers say? What, what, what do you say again? They come at me so hard about because they can't. There's no sin in my life. I'm living for the Lord. There's no sin in Marcus Rogers life. Man, oh man, Marcus. Man, oh man, bro. You need to repent for that one. You are, you have sin in your life. Even as a Christian, every Christian still has sin in their life. This is why sanctification is an issue, you know, or or, uh, uh, a reality for us, right? We're being conformed to his image. But no, that's a flat out lie, Marcus Rogers. You need to see... And, you know, people will make excuse. Hold on. Yeah, yeah let me. <laughs> I, I got you, bro. I got you. Why you always lying? Marcus, you are lying. You have sin. I got you again. Why you always lying? KW, you're reaching. Marcus believed Jesus is God. What does that have to do with what we're talking about right now? Yeah, that, that lie is a sin, though. <laughs> right? Marcus, you... you you do have sin. See, people ask me why this is so serious. Because of issues like this, this dude is so deceived where he can get up and say, I got no sin in my life. That's why people want to attack me. Let's hear it again. I made mistakes. But you know why people have to come at me so hard about because they can't, there's no sin in my life. Marcus Rogers is not a false prophet. He teaches repentance. So does many false te- uh, prophets. Mark uh, Joseph Smith taught on repentance and faith in Christ. I, I, Charlie, I know we've had conversations, man. I, I would I would like to have a conversation with you again. I know we messaged before. I would like to dialogue with you, man. I'm concerned. But how do you? I know you go to his church, Charlie Costas. I've seen some of your um. You know, uh, Facebook posts, I think. Uh, what's the little thing at the top? <laughs> uh, 
Marcus literally claimed he he has no sin in his life. Charlie, people who follow Marcus Rogers, do you hear this guy? Hold on, let me let me play it one more time. Made mistakes. But you know why people have to come at me so hard about because they can't, there's no sin in my life. So the reason why people come at him so hard is there's no sin in his life. This guy literally thinks he is Jesus. Yeah, how do you make mistakes yet no have no sin in your life, right? The, I, I guess this is why he can't compare himself to Jesus, because he has no sin in his life. <laughs> Flee this false teacher. So Keda believes if you don't accept the Trinity, even though no one can explain the Trinity correctly. If anyone teaches otherwise is a false teacher. Well, I don't believe that. I don't don't I can speak for myself. I, I never said no one can explain the Trinity correctly. This is a false teaching. Marcus Rogers claims to be sinless now. Maybe he's like, okay, I sinned in the past. I've got all that stuff worked out. But now I don't sin. He said, he said it. I, I didn't put that words in his mouth. He says, I do not have any sin in my life. That's why people are trying to attack me, or rather the inverse. People are trying to attack me because I don't have uh, sin in my life. Guys, this guy is a false teacher. Only, only someone that prideful will believe that. I mean, I guess this is why he believes he's always right. Because <laughs> I mean, if you didn't have any sin in your life, technically that, that would be true. You would always be right. But this guy literally claimed he does not sin. One more, one more time, one more time, for the for the Marcus Rogers guys out there. Someone said every time Marcus rocks into the firehouse building, he's living a lie. <laughs> um, how are you not? How are you not to challenge? Okay, I don't, I don't know. Here's the crazy thing. Yes, I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. But you know why people have to come at me so hard about because they can't. There's no sin in my life. No sin in my life. Marcus Rogers, you just sinned. By claiming you have no sin in your life. First John 1 John 1.8. So deceived. So deceived. I'm living for the Lord. I'm not out here messing around with money or women. I'm, I'm just sold out living for the Lord. So there's there, there's nothing they can find other than, well, let's attack doctrine. Let's divide through doctrine. And think about that's You can sin through theological beliefs. See, Mark, see, see Marcus thinks there's no connection between that and and uh you know sin i guess but marcus rogers you you even if i wanted to put the doctrine to the side you sin in in other ways as well come on man come on how crazy this is something god showed me a while ago we're divided about words that are not, not in the bible. bible yeah what like monitoring spirits right <laughs> uh monitoring spirits that's not found in the Bible, yet you created a whole doctrine on it. That's not even a biblical concept. Some man looked at the Bible, said, you know what? I'm going to call the Godhead this. And then we judge people's salvation based off a word that's not in the Bible. But didn't he judge people's salvation based on monitoring spirit? Which isn't found in the Bible. See, Marcus Rogers, the Bible says something about people who are uh, unstable men. Tossed to and fro from every wind of wave of doctrine. 
you know. Marcus Rogers will say one thing one second and contradict himself in the next. Who knows? He might say he sinned in the next two minutes. We'll see. When the only requirement to be born again is uh, to be saved is to be born again. That's what Jesus said. That's what Peter and Paul and them were preaching. So what I always tell you guys, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This is what God's getting ready to do. He's uniting his people. All that denominational stuff is going out the window. <laughs> I love this comment. Now we know who can cast the first stone. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, you genuinely made me chuckle. That wasn't even a laugh, man. That was a chuckle. <laughs> Marcus Rogers, Jesus, who he, who was sin cast the first stone. Everybody else dropped their rocks. Marcus Rogers still holding on to his, like. <laughs> Oh, man, that is so funny. Uh, so funny. Said, I've met so many Christians in my life. I've never met no one that sacrifices more for the gospel. He truly feeds the sheep because loves God. He doesn't have a false prophecy. Does he sin? Does he sin? He just said he did not sin. Does Marcus Rogers sin? And guess what? I don't have to know you, know you to know that. The Bible says all have sinned. All have sinned. And matter of fact, it says, if you claim to be without sin, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. Marcus Rogers just said he does not sin. That is That should have 600,000 people subscribe to him, say, I'm out of here. But you know what? People are deceived themselves. And they'll continue to follow false teachers because they want their ears scratched. They want their works righteousness. Because it's a shame that, you know, there's people who don't agree with me on doctrine, but we're posting the same stuff, the same videos about the same people. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is talking to you and the Holy Spirit is talking to me, but we can't talk. Look, a broken clock could be right. You know, a broken clock can be right. Yes, Marcus Rogers, you will say true things at times. You know why? You know, I, I said this in yesterday's video, but false teachers do not come. With red flags saying, hey, I'm a false teacher. Follow me. I'm going to send your soul to hell if you listen to what I say. False teachers don't do that. How do they do? Like the Bible says, they come in deceptive. Like an angel of light. Crafty. False teachers oftentimes will say true things. But it's not the true things which makes them a false teacher. It's the false things. About the same people. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is talking to you and the Holy Spirit is talking to me, but we can't talk to each other because of denominational stuff. No, we can talk. Matter of fact, I've been the one trying to get you to talk to me. <laughs> Matter of fact, you came to my city and I said, hey, I'll pay for your lunch. And you refused. So you're the one actually that don't talk to anybody unless they accept that you're a true prophet. The problem with many of you is that you guys come against Marcus from your emotions and understanding. I have not been emotional during this video. Pray to God and he will reveal you that Marcus is a true man of God. See, notice, Charlie cannot answer the question, does Marcus Rogers sin? This is a true definition of a cult. If my pastor said that, I said, bro, you tripping, I'm out of here. I, I guarantee you, everybody in our church, that church will be empty. It will be empty. It, it, 
talk about emotion. You're being emotional, Charlie. And I'm not the one that labeled Marcus Rogers a false teacher. God did. God did. That's why I tell you, I don't claim no denomination. People and people are always no Marcus Rogers is a this. He's a this. They're trying to put me in a box. Most of the time, when I see these videos of people talking about me, I'm like, that's wrong. That's not what I believe. Like people are saying, he doesn't believe Jesus is God. Most of the time, some of the stuff that I'm giving, they just don't understand it. Now, I've never said Marcus Rogers doesn't believe Jesus is God. I've always made the statement he doesn't believe Jesus is eternal because he believed Jesus was a thought. As a matter of fact, he stated a couple videos ago that Jesus was created. Look it up. <laughs> I don't want a straw man, Marcus. I, I know what you believe, Marcus. Now, you go on and change your... You'll make contradictory statements just like that. But yeah. And instead of praying to ask God to help them understand it, because they can't understand it, they attack. I'm going to give you an example. They said, oh, you said Jesus was a thought. Well, the word made flesh, right? The Bible says. Oh, if you don't believe me that he teach Jesus is created, watch this. Watch this section. Hold on. Let me go back. I want you to hear it. Well, the word made flesh, right? The Bible says the word became flesh. If you go to Genesis, Jesus is the light of the world. When the light uh, was created and the Bible says that a body was prepared from, yes, Jesus is eternal. But what form was he? So he says, okay, he was created, right? Hold on, let me, let me go back. I don't know if some of you are listening. Because they can't understand it, they attack. I'm gonna give you an example. They said, oh, you said Jesus was a thought. Well, the word made flesh, right? The Bible says the word became flesh. If you go to Genesis, Jesus is the light of the world. When the light uh, was created. And the so the, Jesus is the light. The light was created. That means it's not eternal if it was created. If he was created. But then he contradicts himself and turns around and says. The Bible says that a body was prepared from, yes, Jesus is eternal. So how are you eternal if you were created? That makes no sense. See, see, this is what I mean by Marcus Rogers will often contradict himself literally in the next sentence. If you're not created, you're eternal. If you're eternal, that means you're not created. By the way, we got 130 people watching. Make sure you like the video right now. Watch the video. Hope you're enjoying. But hey, if you're not, maybe you don't like my content. I, like I said, I've never held anybody hostage that they got to keep following me. You know how I do it. If I make you feel some type of way. Hey, I understand being strong on doctrine won't make everybody happy. That's that's okay. Galatians 2, I'm here to please God and not man. But what form was he in? Was he a fleshly body walking around in heaven? The Bible says he was the word made flesh and God is a spirit. And so people, they just can't, they can't understand like it's too deep for them that instead of just saying, yo, I'm drowning, I don't understand what Marcus is talking about. No, I understand what you're talking about. You're just contradicting yourself. That's the issue. <laughs> uh... 
Uh, now, now I get a race comment. <laughs> black people always want to disprove black people. <laughs> what does that got to do with anything? Debate the d debate the whites and make them prove something for once. Because <laughs> I've never debated a white person. <laughs> okay. They said, oh, he said Jesus is a thought. He's not God. That's not what I said. I said people are divided because we're arguing when we get to heaven, are we going to see three? Are we going to see two? Are we going to see one? When the Bible says God is a spirit, God is two. It's true. K-Dub has been emotional. No, I have not. I've been calm, collected, and dealing with what he says. I've been rational. I've been, uh, I've been reasonable. Don't accuse me of being emotional. See, emotional is when you, when you let your emotions dictate what you're saying. You know, some people get like this in arguments, right? No offense, but sometimes women get like this. No offense. And they'll just say the most outlandish things, right? Key your car, right? Like, think about that for a second. You know, burn the house down, right? It just, uh, that's emotional. I'm not doing that. I am thinking through what he's saying and responding to them. Now, emotional would be like lifeguard. You know what? You know what would be an emotional, uh, an emotional statement? Check this out. Marcus uh, is six words, right? M-A-R-C-U-S, right? Rogers is six words. <laughs> you think I'm good? You know where I'm going? <laughs> So Marcus Rogers, that's six words, six words, right? What's another six-letter word we can, sinner, uh, <laughs> six words. Marcus Rogers, sinner, six, six, six. Oh, see, that's an emotional argument. That's a silly argument. I'm not doing that. I'm actually responding to what he says. So, yeah. See, like this comment. Marcus isn't black. I, I never said that. I, I never said he isn't black. Oh, oh, the comment above. You can't. Well, you can't blame that on me. Can't blame that on me. <laughs> you said I'm being emotional. Big for you to to act like you got them all figured out. Great is the mystery of godliness. As long as people understand that Jesus is God and Jesus is the only way to the Father, and guess what? They're filled with the Holy. You know how so deceived people are. Marcus Rogers can say he does not sin and people are like, he's still a man of God. Even though the Bible says, if you say you're without sin, you're. Anyways, man, people don't know the Bible. Spirit, it don't matter. Every You can argue all you want about all that other stuff. Guess what? The kingdom is so much bigger than your denomination and a lot of people's pride, they cannot accept that. And here's what's so crazy. Some people have so much hate you know, in their heart for me, some of these guys that were running around, they said, oh, he doesn't believe Jesus is God. I said, yes. Well, I never made that claim, so you're not talking about me. But I don't have hate for you, Marcus Rogers. I have love for you. Man, I can't stop looking at that fuzz. Sorry. Um, I don't have hate for you, Marcus Rogers. I have great love and concern for you. I I'm reminded of the text. Oh, I believe it's in Philippians or no. No, let me let me get it. Let me get it. Can't be can't be can't be doing that. Uh, let me see this here. 
Yeah, you say you don't see that as being prideful. Absolutely. Let me read this text. Because I, I, I do love Marcus Rogers. Um, man, this is this is a good text. I, I, I got to share my screen here. First Timothy one. Notice this, the context of this is false teachers as well. That's the irony. That's the irony. Verse three says, as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia. Remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine. Notice this. Paul's like, tell those people in Ephesus not to teach what they're teaching. Monitoring spirits. Verse four nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than stewardship from God that is by faith. Verse five, listen, listen, listen. The aim of our charge is love. Marcus Rogers, why do I address you? I got love for you, man. You're made in the image of God. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. Certain persons by Swerving from these have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of law. Isn't this a great verse from Marcus Rogers? Desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Marcus Rogers the other day said, people in the Old Testament were saved by animal sacrifices. Makes confident assertions, had no idea what he's talking about. Right. First Timothy one. Good text to know about. And it's like they didn't even, they weren't even happy about that. They weren't like, oh man, okay, you know, oh my bad, we were wrong. No, like it's like they want me to be a false teacher or a wolf in sheep's clothing instead of just being like, oh man, you know, he did come out and say Jesus is God. They they just run with it. Guess why? Pride. Because just like the Pharisees, the monitoring spirits, they want to kill something. whoa whoa i don't want to kill you bro easy on the accusation easy on the accusation that's all it is so some of you you know it could be boyfriends it could be girlfriends it could be family members that same spirit can be working through them and you just know it you feel like man there's some kind of demonic spirit you know watching you following you observing you yeah we Marcus Rogers gets, he, 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 you know, he, he operates in a Gnostic attitude, right? He, the Lord reveals certain things to him that, you know, just no one else can understand, you know, it's very rooted in Gnosticism. I think someone mentioned that earlier. I think my France brethren said that earlier. Shout out, <laughs> man. We'd love to meet you one day, my man. We just read it. The devil is roaming the earth like a lion. We see it. Pharaoh, the Pharisees, Herod, they were monitoring, trying to kill. Had nothing to do with monitoring spirits. Again, it's like when people take the touch not that anointed verse to mean, don't critique that pastor. That's not what it means, nor does, uh, you know, any of the verses that you scrambled up together that you said God gave you. They don't mean that either. God wouldn't give you these verses to talk about monitoring spirits because God doesn't eisegete his word. If God puts something inside of you, man, there's going to be devils on assignment. The devil is organized. The devil is very organized. You know, he's he's not just some idiot. This the, the the you look when they fell from heaven, he fell with a third of the angels. You can look how the angels, you know, were sleeping with the man, and then the nephilim came and all that kind of stuff. 
they're not just some dumb, dumb demon just running they, they, they got assignments. He's Roman. He says, mm, watch out for that one. We got to we got to kill that. We got to Mar- So all these demons are focused on Marcus Ryder's ministry, man. This Yeah, someone said Marcus alter ego has a real number on him. This this is why I play this clip for Marcus Rogers. Wait a minute. Who are you? This guy thinks he's way more essential to the kingdom. You know, just all these demons are focused on his ministry, on on him all the time. The demons waking up, focus on Marcus Rogers. I mean, I went a series of months without addressing him. Like I said, the only time I really address Mark, people send me stuff. <laughs> They're like, and I'll be like, oh man, I, that was crazy. Yeah, I think it'll be a good te- teaching moment. I don't wake up, check Marcus Rogers' account. Oh, what is he doing? His Facebook, his Twitter. Or I don't know if he has a tw- Instagram or whatever. I don't have Instagram, but oh, what is he doing? I can't sleep if I no. But that's how he portrays people who disagrees with him. I'm against that. I can't get her to fornicate, can't get her to commit adultery, so let's just wear her out. Let's just come against her mind. Let's just drain her so she has no strength. Be not ignorant. Rebuke those monitoring spirits. And some of you need to repent and realize, you know what? It is idolatry. I am obsessed with this guy. So if you critique his videos, that means you're idolatrous. You're obsessed. Again, by his own standard, he's obsessed because he addresses uh, Kanye West, he addresses Michael Todd, he addresses Maverick City, he addresses Joe Biden, he addresses Lecrae. He, he, he's, he's five times the demon then, right? <laughs> you know, apparently, by his own standard. But again, Proverbs 11.1, one, he, he has a double standard. Why don't I just sit back and let God do his job? If Marcus is this, if Brian T, if I... Yeah, yeah, why don't you let God do his job with Biden, Lecrae? Uh, uh, who else did I mention? Kanye, what? See, you have a different standard. Someone says, we all have sin and fall short of the judgment of God. Well, Marcus Rogers says he has no sin. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, maybe that's the apocryphal version or, you know, Gnostic text, but yeah. Yeah, the Bible is for correction. Yeah, in rebuke. That's right. Is that a sovereign or is this? Man, God got it. I don't need to do it. And if you can't do that, it's pride. And you probably need deliverance. Most of the guys I see that, you know, come against us, they need deliverance from a religious spirit. And if it's even worse, you know, jealousy and all that stuff in there, they've probably made room for a demonic monitoring spirit, you know, to be there. And that's why it comes out as an obsession, which Saul had. He had an obsession with killing the Christians. Pharaoh, he was obsessed. We got to kill these babies. Herod, he was obsessed. What's going on with this? this? Someone said, yeah, like he's obsessed with demons. You ever notice... These guys always casting out devils, man. It's like demons are literally filled in their church. But, I, you know, we're the ones with demons, you know. So, you know, I want to Google something real quick. I want to see. <laughs> this might be dangerous. So uh, I want to see if something comes up when I Google monitoring spirits. Uh, uh, oh, man, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff on this, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, what did, I, what did I break into? Oh, man. Uh, let me read this. It's, it's, oh, this is a carry. Wait a second. Hold on. What? Wait a minute. Wait a second. Marcus Rogers said God gave this to him. I thought it was like something completely new, but no, this is a charismatic group like teaching. 
uh, let me read this. It says, among some charismatic groups, um, a monitoring spirit is thought to be an evil spirit or demon that essentially monitors someone's behavior for the purpose of inflicting hurt or pain into someone's life. A monitoring spirit is sometimes called a masquerading spirit or a watcher, right? Watching, right? Wow, this is crazy. Oh, let's check this out. There are many other types of demons according to some imaginative religious people. Python spirits, and which Marcus Rogers has used this, Delilah spirits, uh, Jezebel spirits, uh, Marine spirits, Kundalini, Leviathan. Wow, this is a whole mess of stuff I've just crept into um, that are used in the crazy... Anyways, I won't bore you guys with that, but that's uh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, <laughs> someone said, I love your soundboard clips. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Let's see. Let's see. I got some new stuff, man. I got some new stuff, man. I told you, man. It ain't God. It ain't me who's calling Marcus Rogers a false teacher. You know who, you know who did? God did. God did. <laughs> God did, y'all. Yeah, man. You know, one of the purposes of my channel is to grow people in sound doctrine, right? And that's biblical theology. Sound doctrine, man, and expose them to... Expose false teachers. Teach them the doctrines of how they're saved. You know, teach them how to know their Bible. You know, you guys know how I do it, man. I always tell y'all. Think about it. Think about it, man. Think about it. You know, but Marcus Rogers comes along. He gets to call you just a Pharisee. You know? And I know that some will label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that this heresy. No, man, we, we don't accept that. We don't accept that. You know what we have to say to you? Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you, man? Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to teach the true Jesus in here. Jesus, Jesus. You know? You know, you, you don't get to come over here like that. What's wrong with you, people? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, and the people who don't like it, to the people who do not like it, Hey, this might not be the channel for you. That's fine. That's fine, you know? If I make you feel some type of way. But some people want you in the dark, right? Some people want you in the dark, spiritually speaking. Turn off the lights. That's what they're doing, right? <laughs> I didn't know boom bap Christian rap was a thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Check out my man Shaolin. Shaolin got the bars for sure. You know, but hey. You know, Marcus Rogers says he's perfect. He don't sin. The dude said he doesn't sin. He has no sin in his life. You know? I do. I be saying, I be yelling to God. Help me. Help me. Hey. I. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm like a. Hey, but yeah, man, on this channel, Jesus all up in your sound system. Yeah, man, Jesus all up in your sound system. The true biblical Jesus, you know? Anyways, don't be in my comments writing no essay. <laughs> not tomorrow, not today. Yeah, man. Man, that's my hope. 
that's my hope, man, to preach Jesus in a world, man, that, that has different Jesuses. My pastor put it like this once, man. Uh, <laughs> not the Street Fighter, perfect, right? Marcus Rogers thinks he's perfect. Oh, no, I got to do that again. Oh, I got to do that one again. Hold on. Marcus Rogers, man, he, 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 he said he don't got no sin. He said he... Perfect. And I tell Marcus Rogers, man, Marcus Rogers don't... Boy, if you don't get... Boy, if you don't... <laughs> My pastor said it like this when it comes to religions, right? People, this is how people make up their own version of God, right? They they look down the well of religion, right? When I say well, like, you know how when people used to get water? This is a, it's kind of an old analogy, right? For some of you younger millennials might not get it, right? <laughs> they look down the well of religion, right? And what do they see? They see their own reflection back, you know? They see their own reflection back to themselves. And what they do is they create their God in their own image, right? They create their God in their own image. Many people do this, right? The LGBT community does this, right? They do this all the time. God doesn't hate homosexuality. He's okay with it. Love is love. They've created a God that they prefer, just like, you know, Moses, when he came down, right? And they created a golden calf. Right. They 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 created a, a God that will 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 not be responsive to their sin, to their idolatry. Many people do the same thing today. No, man, we want we want the biblical Jesus, the biblical God, even the harsh stuff. Even the harsh stuff. I want all of God. We need to love all of God, even the tough parts. You know, if God says something, we need to believe it. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite sound clip right now. God did. God did. <laughs> what else do I got? Y'all want to just hang out with me for about five minutes? Just doing some, uh, some showing y'all my sound deck. You know, uh, what oh, you wait, just not that did. one. Hold on. It's called selfism. The, the fastest, fastest growing religion. religion. They just dress it up and call it Christian. Yeah. Let's see. That boy's good. That boy's good. He's good. I got the coming to America. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to add some more stuff. I'm going to add some more stuff. Let's see. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, so, hey. Some people, man, they're all in it for the, for the money, man. For the money. You know? Hey, this was my clip when I went after, uh, when I, when I dressed Marcus, Ro or, sorry, <laughs> Michael Todd. <laughs> some of y'all might get that some of y'all might get that yeah sound deck on point though yeah appreciate you my man appreciate you yeah man i'm always trying to grow in the youtube creator content again yeah man man I, i've enjoyed this one hey man i hope hope that you know we'll take doctrine serious you know We'll take God's word serious. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you, sis. I think that part where Marcus Ryder said about not being a sinner, that part needs to be exposed and assured. I got you. Right after this episode, I got you. Because anyone, anyone thinking that they are perfect is a liar. All right? <laughs> I'm trying to work on this. See, I'm, I'm working on my creativity, y'all. working on 
getting my 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 sound deck right, you know. And it ain't gonna be me who exposed them. God did. God did. Let them know. God did. Yeah. Say, hey, type some God did in the chat. <laughs> God did. Who exposing false teachers? God did. God did, man. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, thankful for you guys watching. I'm going to end on one sound note. You know how guys end my shows. Matter of fact, before we end this episode, make sure you like this video. Like the video. It don't, it's just one click. What? Look. Peek, that's all you got to do. Like the video. 108 watching. 78, 71 likes. Watch the video, man. Or like the video. Like the video. You guys know how we do it, man. Till the next time. All things theology. It's your boy K-Dub. Till the next time, y'all. Grace, grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Hey, grace and peace, y'all. Till the next time. Grace and peace.